But Siyata Dishmaya, let's continue in our lessons from the Ram Halan, this amazing journey here of knowing God's plan as brought down through Rabbi Moshe Chaim Luzato, Rabbi Shalom, which is a precise system of, about how Hashem directs every aspect of existence. So now let's continue and let's give a, a summary here of what we're about to learn. And so um, here in, in Gan Eden, he brings down that Adam was already affected by evil and lowered from his true level of potential greatness. Nevertheless, he was still at a vastly higher level than, than man is today. And this debasement from his true level made him subject to the possibility of bringing destruction upon himself. When he sinned, this possibility was actualized and he became mortal. And since Adam's level in Gan Eden was immeasurably higher than now, the form of his existence and the effect of his actions were immeasurably higher. His physical characteristics were of a level equivalent to our spiritual characteristics today. Not only was Adam at a much higher level before he sinned, but the environment he occupied in Gan Eden was also much more elevated. And although the trees were real trees and the eating real, the eating real eating, they were far more elevated and refined than we can possibly imagine. Had Adam overcome his test, he would have ascended to an even greater level and existed for all eternity, basking in God's light. And as a result of Adam's sin, we have fallen to our present lowly level. Eventually, however, this sin will be rectified and then we will ascend to that even higher level that he was supposed to reach. The potential for sin and destruction is created by a lack of unity among the different elements of creation. When the whole of existence unites towards the common purpose of revealing God's glory, everything becomes perfected. And the source of all this is in the divine emanations. Initially, they were arranged with a lack of interconnectedness, thus creating the potential for destruction. And only in a second stage were they rectified and interconnected in the appropriate way. The dynamic factor that brings about the unification of these emanations and the perfection of the world, or its opposite, is the relationship between God and the Jewish people. And since God never intended that the destruction he brought into existence should be permanent, he decreed that nothing would never ever be completely destroyed. A trace would always remain from that which could be rebuilt and perfected. Even death is not a total destruction. A remnant remains from which the body will be rebuilt at the time of the resurrection. And similarly, although the Jewish people have been brought to the death of destruction during their bitter exile, God never abandons them and will eventually redeem them. All this is because God always maintains a minimum connection with the good even when he conceals his presence and allows evil to grow strong. God created evil by making the first emanation he brought into existence subject to destruction. He then began to rectify this emanation in order to strengthen the good and confine evil within its required limits. He distanced and weakened the evil that had come into existence at each level of the emanation until it was linked to only the very lowest level. So now let's continue with Siyata Dishmaya and with Hashem's help to open up here our teachings here as brought down from the wrong how these lessons. And so now let's continue with the rabbi and the student dialogue. So the rabbi now says, in conclusion, we have seen that God's decision to base the world on this principle of the revelation of his oneness brought about everything necessary for man to attain his true perfection. 
The concealment of his presence from the world brings about the existence of imperfection and the existence of imperfection in turn brings about man's task of perfecting himself. And since this concealment is only a temporary phenomenon, all imperfection will be removed from the world as a result of the revelation of God's perfection. And since this concealment must inevitably be removed, even if man does not deserve it, since this notes here, since the central principle upon which the world is based is the inevitable revelation of God's complete oneness, the world will be perfected whether we deserve it or not. And so, to continue, the period of man's free choice will come to an end. And ultimately, the whole world will be completely perfected. And from then on, we will be, will be the time for receiving the reward for whatever was achieved before. As our sages have said, today is the time for serving God. And tomorrow is the time for receiving the reward. Now the student responds and says, Let us summarize everything that we have said so far on this subject, since we have covered a lot of ground. And the rabbi responds and says, the general principle is concise and easy to grasp. God wanted to reveal and make clear the truth of his absolute oneness, that there is no power that can oppose him in any way. And on this foundation, he built the world with all its flaws. The general principle is as follows. God hides his presence and allows the possibility of the existence of evil. This is the part of a process leading to the revelation of his absolute goodness. Evil will then disappear and God's total mastery over the world will become clear. In the meantime, during the period when imperfection exists and God perfection has not yet been revealed, there exists an arena where man can fulfill his task of serving God. Once God's perfection is revealed, it will be time for man to receive the reward for his previous divine service. The student says, I still have a slight question. Why do we need to say that everything is based on the revelation of God's oneness? I was satisfied with the first explanation I heard from you when you introduced the subject that you told me that God wanted to bestow the ultimate good on his creations. And he knew that for this to happen, they would need to earn this good for themselves rather than be given it as a charity. And therefore, he made a world of reward and punishment so that they would be able to receive this ultimate good as a reward. And for this reason, he made he gave man free choice. That is what makes reward and punishment possible. The rabbi responds and says, but the facts prove that the inevitable revelation of God's oneness is the predominant factor. As we mentioned before, we see that the prophets promised that God will redeem the Jewish people no matter what, even if they do not deserve it and that he will remove the negative drives from mankind so that they will have no desire except to serve him. All these things contradict the idea of a world based merely on reward and punishment and free choice. If the main intent were to base the world on the principles of free choice and reward and punishment, it would stay that way all the time and never come to an end. And so the world will be permanently populated by free-willed beings who could choose to be either righteous or wicked. And the righteous would always be rewarded and the wicked punished. And God would run the world through the attribute of judgment and judge mankind merely on the basis of their actions for all eternity. However, we know that this is not so. For we have proof in the verses and our sages clearly express that in the end, free choice will be removed from mankind. And there will be no more evil in the world. As they said, sins will be removed from the earth. We see this in Masechet Brachot. 
If so, the ultimate purpose of creation is not that there should be a situation of reward and punishment, but that the world should be completely perfected and God's oneness revealed. However, God has combined these two factors together as a result of his deep plan for leading the world to complete perfection. Later, God willing, we will discuss this more when we come to the details of God's direction of the world, since this is very profound and very fundamental. And here's a little note that I want to bring out that's here also as well. The Ramha brings down that the major principle upon which the world is based is that the revelation of God's oneness, which will bring the world to a state of complete perfection. However, the principle of reward and punishment also operates in a secondary capacity within the system of the revelation of God's oneness. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve Amen.